Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. Hopefully you all are out there staying heavy, slaying the day away, and kicking ass as much as possible. This week, I have Amy Lee Carlson from... Seattle's solicitor here at the Metal Forge, and we're going to be talking about the Immortal Devastation Tour, what started solicitor, and where we're going with it, and just some awesome, cool anecdotes that she has to tell about the tour, and you know, it's it's tips and tips on the road from Amy Lee Carlson. I think today, I think I, I like that. That's good. So, anyways, uh, short and sweet this week. Uh, you know, life is like the pit. If you have friends, help them up. You know, if they go down, help them up, right? Help help out your fellow, fellow brothers and sisters out there in the pit. You pick them up when they fall down. Life is no different. I've had a really screwed up week mentally, and I'm just trying to stay afloat sometimes, it feels like. So, you know, if you ever feel like you're alone or anything like that, you're not. You know, reach out, chat with me, I'll talk to you. You know, anything. And I I would do the same thing, you know. So seriously, you got friends out there that are down, you help pick them up. Seriously. 
we got Jason back at the Heavy Metal Wasteland. He is here to talk about the new Spirits Adrift album. And we're going to go ahead and check in with him. And we're going to come back with some solicitor. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wasteland. Hope you've all been well. And I hope the cooler weather has found you like it has found me here in North Carolina. And uh, good riddance to the uh, mid to high 90s with 100% humidity and sweating by 9am in the morning. It's been nice to, uh, you know, be dry all day sometimes. Uh, But enough about the weather and small talk. Let's go over the uh, recommendation this week. I want to tell you about the new Spirit of Drift covers album called 20 centuries gone so this has six covers and two originals on the front of the album the song sorcerer's fate which was released about i guess three months ago uh stellar song uh i listened to it like probably a hundred times since it's come out and also another one called mass formation psychosis which i'm not as crazy about it just didn't really grab me the same way uh sorcerer's fate did and um to be honest, it's kind of a weaker song uh, in their catalog compared to the last um, several years worth of uh, songs they've put out. But it's a small gripe. I mean, it's still good, but it's just not as good as some of the other ones to me. It might be really awesome to you. I don't know. But let's go over the covers uh, songs here, the track listing. Uh, so there's a pretty cool uh, spectrum of bands here some uh, classic rock and some 90s rock and stuff like that we have uh, everything dies by typo negative the song hollow from vulgar display power the closing song on that album by pantera escape by metallica off ride of lightning waiting for an alibi by thin lizzie nasty dogs and funky kings by zz top r.i.p dusty and the song Poison Whiskey, which, to be honest with you, I had never heard before. It's on the first uh, Skinner album, the one called Pronounced Leonard Skinner. And uh, I will take this version over the original any day. Uh, not just because of the production, I just think it's done better. Um, so, the uh, amount of variety in these songs and the influences uh, really makes sense when you uh, listen back to their whole discography. Because, like, these guys have songs that are in the stoner doom like just rock and rolls thrash some classic rock you name it they've probably have a riff or a section of a song inspired by a genre that you're into if you're listening to this podcast so if you never heard of these guys before any place really is a good place to start they released an ep called forge your future last year that was really really good too too bad it's only three songs but um I mean, those three are probably my favorites of their whole discography. And uh, going back to 2016, they've pretty much released uh, almost one a year. So if you're looking for a um, band with a pretty good history going, uh, a lot to sink your teeth into, then uh, check these guys out. Uh, Especially if you're into the groovy guitars and killer tones, like I am. So So I'm going to keep it short this week. I'm going to wrap it up. But... um, Thanks again for uh, to Mark for putting me on the podcast and let me uh, blab for a couple minutes about uh, things I think you might like. And I uh, hope you guys are staying safe and staying heavy, and we will talk to you next time.
You know, Jason, I am not too familiar with Spirits Adrift. Thank you for, you know, educating me on them. I am seriously going to check them out. But right now, let's go ahead and get into some solicitor. This is Megalomaniac.
All right, Metalheads, this week is a treat because I have the front woman from the band Solicitor. You would know her as Amy Lee Carlson. She is the Babe Finder General. She's, she does a lot of stuff. She's a baker, I've noticed, on Facebook here recently. She does <laughs> awesome fucking leather work, too, because I got the gauntlet from her when she was here in Louisville. Amy, how are you? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, speaking of baking, I've been making bread all day, and I'm meal prepping for the rest of the week, so... You caught me at a fortuitous time. Hell yeah. See, I saw I saw the posts and I was just like, man, I really want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> because I think, you know, for me, like baking and stuff like that and cooking in general is a very therapeutic thing. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, so just like finding new things to do, like baking bread, I've never done. What? Yeah, I, I've well, I've never done. It's time consuming. That is, um, yeah. I mean, I've been around people who've done it. Sure. Um, it takes it takes some time. You gotta you gotta kind of plan ahead. My mistake is that I often get really impatient, and I don't want to wait two and a half hours. I don't want to wait eight hours um, for bread to rise. So uh, that's that's been the biggest turnoff for me up until recently. Um, but again, it's it, like anything, a little bit of time, a little bit of patience, and you'll get where you want to be. Hell yeah. And that's, you know, the truer words have never been spoken about anything in life is, you know, with a little bit of time and a little bit of patience, that's where you're going to be. <laughs> Welcome to the wholesome hour with Amy Lee Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, so you guys are based out of Seattle, correct? How is uh, the weather in Seattle this time of year? I always like to ask everybody. Well, generally, um, generally it's in the come August, early September. It's in the seventies and eighties. We historically have gotten temperatures in the nineties for a couple of days at a time, but usually nothing too bad. Um, and then. We might get, like, a really good thunderstorm. Um, I'm down in Portland. So the boys live in Seattle, and I live down in Portland. And Portland's a little more inland uh, than Seattle. You know, the the Puget Sound brings Mm -hmm. in its own weather and climate. And down here, we're in the Willamette River Valley. So it's a little drier and a little hotter. Um, We've had some triple-digit days in the last couple weeks that were pretty excruciating. Oh, wow. But... You know, again, it's it's a lot of it has to do with uh, climate change. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, those triple digit yeah. days. I don't think we. I think here in the Ohio Valley, you know, the the in where Indiana meets Kentucky here, uh-huh. um, right on the river. I think we maybe have had two or three triple digit days back, uh, maybe in July. But the humidity here. Oh, is so right around awful. the time that we would have been passing through, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was right after you all had come yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty miserable out there, uh, that part of the country, a couple months ago. Oh, yeah. Or a month ago. God, it feels like so much longer. It does. And what we're talking about is the Immortal Devastation Tour. You all did this magnanimous show, like this whole thing. Yeah. Like, how many dates was that? Uh, all in all... 
it was 30, 35 dates. Oh, my gosh. So about five weeks. See, that's a lot for anybody to do. Not It's a lot for anybody, and it's a lot for a DIY tour. Right. I booked those dates myself, and it was a massive undertaking. I don't suggest it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because you're play, you were you were playing booking agent, uh, tour manager, as well as singing in the band and making sure everybody got everything that they needed to get. Yes, you know, uh, accommodations at the end of the night, making sure everyone had gas money, making sure everybody got paid, uh, making sure our merch guy got paid. You know, because our deal was not dependent on how much money we made at the end of every night. So budgeting accordingly so that we could make sure that we took care of him as well you know oh, definitely. Um, it was tough it was really tough and that's an understatement um well, well but, yeah. you know i i would say if if anyone is already following me on facebook or instagram other social media you know or following even just our facebook fan page you know you would have seen some posts about all that stuff and oh, for uh, sure. it it was it was definitely hefty. Right. I mean, because like I said, you know, on a, on an independent scale, you know, having just, you know, even eight days is a ridiculous undertaking on an independent scale. But when you're, yes. do, when you're doing, you know, that's a week, you know, you, and taking off your week for work or whatever. But like right. just going out and just doing five weeks and almost pretty much every single night. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a massive deal, and yeah, <laughs> I, I think every, that, I think the disillusionment happens for independent bands because they want to do things like that, but then when the logistics get behind it and you've got to actually book all of those, then I think it's where people are just like, oh wow, this is real all of a sudden. Yes, I mean it's it's not only does it become very real very fast, but you know calculating drive times. And it's great in theory, but you don't know for sure how long it's going to take you to get anywhere until you're actually on the road, because anything can happen. You know, we when we started out, when we left Portland, uh, we played a Seattle show, we played a Portland show, we played a show in San Francisco. That's a 16-hour drive from Portland to San Francisco, right? Right. And then we played... Uh, San Diego, Los Angeles to San Diego after that, so those aren't too bad. But then we played El Paso after San Diego. Yeah, which hauling, is like, which is like another trailer, sixteen hours. It's it's a very long drive. Uh, hauling a trailer in triple digit heat, and part of that was because you know we, of course, when you post your dates and everything, uh, you post your tour itinerary and people don't really see it from your perspective right away. They're like, oh, what do you mean you're not playing Phoenix? Or, oh, what do you mean you're not playing Tucson? Well, we would have played Phoenix or Tucson if someone had booked us a show there. Right. You know? And you're at you're at the mercy of other schedules. And, you know, maybe you get three or four shows in Texas, like what happened with us. We had three or four shows booked in Texas before that date for El Paso came together, right? Right. So I would have, it on paper, I would have loved to have played a show in the Southwest that would have broken up that drive for us, you know? Um, 
but it just didn't happen. It didn't materialize. And unfortunately, that was when we blew our transmission uh, on our beloved Beauville Beast, our 91 Chevy G20. And uh, we ended up canceling our San Antonio date because of that. Soul Grinder was having issues with their van, too. Their, right. Their heater core. Uh, I think the fuel pump went out, something like that. The fuel pump went out. I mean, it was it was all because of the heat. I mean, every hose in their engine, mel- I mean, everything melted. It was any plastic part inside that van was toast. Oh, my gosh. You know? I mean, they were hemorrhaging coolant. Um, it was... It was a nightmare, uh, to say the least. Yeah, and to and you know and and here's what the commendable thing about this is: is anybody in their right mind would have been. I think anybody fan wise in their right mind would have been totally okay, but still a little bummed, of course, if you all would have just been like, "Dudes, this is a snake bit fucking thing," you right. know. We need to regroup. We got to reschedule these, and I think everybody would have been cool with it. But you know what? You guys stuck through, and you did everything. Yeah. To oh the, yeah. To the best of you could, because you know it's that show must go on mentality, and you know. Well, and it was the it was technically only the third show of the tour, the third date of the tour at that rate. You know, um, Soul Grinder had met up with us in Los Angeles. And we'd done the the kickoff for Immortal Devastation down there. So they had only been on the road with us for three days. We'd already been out for about a week. Right. You know? And so we talked about it. We talked about going home. We talked about what would happen. But, again, we had a trailer full of all of our gear. It would have cost us just as much in rental fees and gas to get home as it did to get us down there. And we didn't have that kind of money. Right. You know? And granted, for our situation, we didn't have the kind of money we needed no matter what. So we were kind of asked out any direction, right? And so we were able to help Soul Grinder get back on the road. And then a fan who had caught our show in El Paso. uh, And here's the other thing, man. (laughs) You might have to edit some of this, but... Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy. And they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats. They're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. 
Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Um, when we played the show in L.A., we got a call from the promoter in El Paso, and he wanted to move the show from one venue to another. And we ended up playing after Jungle Rot at a larger venue, and we knew going into it that it was going to be really hot and a really long drive and a after-party night work in our favor because we didn't know exactly what time we would be getting there, you know? Right. So, And we needed that gas money. And... It was one of those situations where we could have just canceled El Paso and probably made it to San Antonio with an extra drive day and been fine, but we didn't want to do that. And so looking back on that now, we probably should have done that, right? Um, But who knows? Maybe we would have blown the transmission later on down the road in a place that was less hospitable to us. Who knows? Absolutely, Um, and that is definitely Texas. and (laughs) Because... Texas, to me, especially if you're not near a city, is right. kind of like the land that time forgot. Oh, exactly. Because there's no no 24-hour shit there at all. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we got, we got really lucky. So, you know, and that's, again, that's another understatement. We got really lucky. A guy that happened to catch our show uh, initially offered to drive us to San Antonio the next day. Well, San Antonio is about eight hours from El Paso. Right. Right. And again, we knew going into this tour that some of these drives are going to be very long. We were mentally prepared for that. You know, I've had a couple of people comment and say, oh, you know, I would never, I would never drive more than three or four hours if I could help it. Well, that's great for you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You You know, you tend to get a lot of the armchair quarterbacking uh, from, from the Facebook comments I've noticed. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, uh, that's that's great for you, but welcome to the West Coast and the Southwest, you know? Yes. Um, because that's another thing, too, is, like, you can play every small town, but you're only going to play to whatever bands you're playing with and maybe the five or ten people that are out on a weeknight because they're all working their asses off, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're trying to get anywhere fast, you're going to have to drive. Yeah. So... You know, this guy had offered to take us to San Antonio, and we said, you know, that's great and all, but we would still have to double back, and then we would end up missing our show in Houston and missing our show in Austin. I mean, it was it was just too complicated. And he goes, well, here's my contact info. Hit me up in the morning, you know, because by the time we pulled in to the show in El Paso, our transmission had blown while we were on the freeway. We heard it go. We felt it go. We had to keep going. We get off the freeway and realize we can't drop it out of second gear, and we've lost reverse. So we limp it to the parking lot of the venue, unload, and play before we can even think about anything else. And, you know, the the venue is the Rock House. They've got a killer stage. They've got killer lights. Their sound guy was phenomenal. We looked and sounded awesome, but we were not feeling it that night. I understand. You know, and the Jungle Rot dudes, I talked to them briefly. They were not feeling it that night. They were having band problems, too, you know, um, which didn't make us feel any better. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, we're we're just kind of 
loafing around in the parking lot trying to figure out what we're going to do. This guy gives us his contact info. After everything's all said and done, we sold some merch in the parking lot to some really adoring fans who really were ecstatic that we made it, even though they understood that it was under the worst possible circumstances. They bought merch, they bought records, you know, they posted about us, they took selfies with us, um, and they bought us cheeseburgers. You know, I mean, it was like, okay, trying to just trying to turn it around for us any way that they could, right? And so we limp the van over to a Circle K, and we park there for the night. We get both vans parked over there, and we try to assess everything in the morning. We drop the trailer on the side of the road. We limp the van over to a transmission place, and, you know, every quote started at five grand just to look at it. Because it's such an old van, they got to get it up on the lift. They got to take it all apart. I know this is no news to any mechanic, but, like, you know, we had to make it to the next show. We were on a timeline. We couldn't wait two, three weeks for parts to show up. Oh, yeah. You know, none of that. Even to get a new transmission at that point would have been another two weeks from that day. So I hit up this guy, and his name is Frost. And so if he's listening to this, I, I hope he, he hears it, you know. Because um, he saved our asses that day. He scooped a couple of us up and drove us around to every single used car lot in El Paso. And by every single used car lot, I mean, we spent six, seven hours with this guy driving around town all day long. Canceled our show in San Antonio that night. Drove around town until we found some family-owned used car lot that happened to have a line of fleet vehicles and our bassist saved the day for us and forked over the cash in hand to buy a 2012 chevy express 3500 sight unseen on the spot like bought it right like outright um and we ended up trading the old van in for the scrap value which is about 500 bucks for the scrap value towards the price of the new van in order to get us on the road. Right. You know, it was not a good start to our tour. Um, none of us felt good about any of it. We didn't feel good about having to leave the old van behind for something that, you know, under better better circumstances, maybe we could have left it there and flown home and picked it up later. You know, like all, all those scenarios run through your head, right? right. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Um, but, I had yeah, one guy comment. I had one guy comment on Facebook, well, did you check your transmission fluid and your oil before the... Of course we fucking did, man. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Our, our merch guy was a Chevy certified mechanic. Like, come on, dude. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, we we did the best that we could under the circumstances we got on the road, and we made it to, to Houston the next day. Definitely. Um, and you know so, you've got to make the sacrifice. I mean, you've got to do what you've got to do. I've had vans break down that I had to tow home, and luckily yeah. enough, it was at the end of a tour. And right. I've had to, you know, rent a U-Haul and a and a dolly to tow my van home because if I had it fixed in in the middle of nowhere in Kansas, it right. would, it would have been like like two grand to fix. Right. Well, and the crazy thing too is like say say. You know, and again, hindsight 2020, say we have broken down in Austin instead, right? We've got a ton of friends in Austin. We could have left it with someone there and rented a van and continued the tour, right? Right. Because it's a bigger city and we just have more connections there. We could have, we could have done that, but there was no way that we could have even entertained the thought from where we were in El Paso. 
Oh, and, yeah. you know, unfortunately, that wasn't the end of the van troubles. Um, you know, we make it to Houston, we make it to Austin, and we're on our way to New Orleans, and our radiator goes out. Oh, no. On the van and you just bought. On the van we just bought in, uh, where were we? Sulphur, Louisiana. Okay. And a couple of minutes later, I get a text message from Soul Grinder, and their fuel pump had gone out. And so we were broken down about half an hour away from each other. And uh, in the middle of nowhere, Louisiana, I mean, we were driving the night before we were driving and the outside of the windows were condensating so bad we had to stop and wipe them off, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like that. And uh, I'm pretty sure Pat and I got lost in some kind of weird Bermuda Triangle time warp thing because we took a wrong turn down a road and then couldn't find our way back to the highway and then suddenly we were going the opposite direction from where we had started. <laughs> oh, wow. That's insane. Oh, And it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, and we're just like, okay, this is weird. Some, yeah, some and you're out in Bayou shit, country you know? doing that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. It was, it was, uh, it was definitely hairy. But, um, you know, that's it. So... We break down in Sulphur. There happens to be a Chevy Fleet Vehicle Maintenance Center in Sulphur, Louisiana. So we limp the van. And granted, this is like a Sunday, I think. So nothing's open anyway. I'm pretty sure it was a Sunday. And we have to be in New Orleans that night. So we limp the van over. I mean, we're stopping and dumping a gallon of water into the radiator just to get it down the road for a mile. You know, we're stopping like every 10 minutes just so we can get it down there. So we get it over there. They say, hey, we got the parts you need, but it's in another town. We're going to have to drive over there and get it, but we'll get you taken care of. So that happens. Soul Grinder, unfortunately, they were on the side of the road, and uh, some guy ended up pulling over and offering to take their van back to his house. Right, yeah, I remember Kevin posting about that. Right. So two wildly different situations and I think their van was a, a similar to an Astro van. It was it was a GMC, I think, but yeah, not, but more like the minivan style. Yeah, yeah, it was more like a getaway camper style van than uh, than what we had going on. And so, of course, this part gets back. They install it. It's a thousand dollars right off the bat. So we had to drop that before we even got to New Orleans. And then, because Soul Grinder had to leave their van behind with this guy, they had no other option. We had to go scoop them up. So they rented a U-Haul so that they could get to New Orleans with their gear. And we decided that that wasn't going to be a viable alternative for the time being, because we were on our way to Pittsburgh for Deborah's uh, festival, Metal Immortal. Right. Which was the anchor date of this entire tour, right? So um, by the time you saw us, uh, we had been driving for a couple of days at that point, I think, or day or two at that point right from what i recall of that whole situation is when you all were had driven up there to louisville Mm -hmm. you you had had yeah everything that had like everything hit the fan and you had louisville and then lexington and i believe y'all had an off night for the for the uh metal immortal pre-show yes 
yeah, the, the goal was to make it there in time for the pre-show, but we ended up missing it because of the drive. Because ah. um, we got into town, I think, the afternoon of, and we rented an Airbnb outside of town. Um, and then Soul Grinder, at that point, once we got to Pittsburgh, they rented a small car to follow us along. So what happened in New Orleans is, you know, they pull up to the bar that we're about to play in this giant U-Haul, and we're just like, this isn't going to work. Like, this isn't, it's, we, no one can afford this, and it's not, we've already spent so much money already. Let's just scoop you guys up for the next couple of days until we get to Pittsburgh and figure it out, right? right. So we throw all their gear in the trailer, and because we just bought this, you know, giant passenger van, we were able to accommodate them for a couple of days and um, carry them along with us. And then, you know, of course, the vehicle troubles don't end there. The The rental they were supposed to get was going to be more of like an SUV or something, so they could haul their own gear and merch and, and personals and everything. Well, they ended up with a tiny sedan like a volkswagen <laughs> oh my gosh so we ended up having to haul their gear for the rest of the tour which we were happy to do but it wasn't in the in the plan right um so i know this is kind of a long-winded story but this is just to give you guys an idea of what the first two weeks of <laughs> yes. our five-week tour looked like <laughs> <laughs> and it's not decisions that you can make lightly everything no. has an Every action has a reaction. Is the is the point of this story? And, absolutely. And absolutely, you know, you know, you all. When I I got to see you guys play, I, which was a huge bucket list thing for me to see both you and Soul Grinder play. And, Hell yeah! And you know, you all totally brought it. I mean, yeah. I wish, of course, I wish the turnout was better um, for Louisville for my Louisville show here. But all right, but was, it was that still on a fun. Monday or Tuesday? It was when on was it? Wednesday. That? On a Wednesday, okay, yeah, yeah. See, and that was that week. I promoted two shows. I promoted your your all show and Coat Hanger Abortion, right, right, on that Friday, and it was just, it was super hot, and oh, it, <laughs> yeah, because it had just rained when we got there too. Yeah, and it was, and it made it all really nasty, humid. Yeah. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Now I get to ask you, tell everybody about Solicitor. Well, <laughs> this is the fun part. So, <laughs> no, we, uh, we started back in fall of 2018. So I was in a van prior to this. Matthew and I were both in a van prior to this called Sostratum. And some folks might be familiar with that band because we put out uh, two albums and a really lengthy EP, almost the third album. And we had played like Frost and Fire and Wizards of Metal uh, right after Ragnarok had fallen apart. You know, so we were, we were kind of on the up and up. We were on some folks with uh, radar for sure. We just hadn't toured or anything like that, you know, and we weren't signed. So we did like three releases of our own unsigned. And, um, you know, quite honestly, reflecting back on all that, I think the band was just losing steam before any of us were really willing to say so. Right. And then, you know, when the when the conversation came and our, our guitarists had both agreed they didn't want to do this anymore, Matthew was playing bass at the time. And uh, our guitarist and our drummer were just like, no, nah, you know, we're we're kind of done. And we're done with this, and it's not fitting in with what we want to do with our lives, and so on and so forth. And Matthew and I weren't going to argue the point because we weren't really feeling it either, to be quite honest. And you know, I left that meeting pretty frustrated, pretty pissed off, you know, because we had a really big show coming up with Satan and a couple of other things we still needed to finish out. So, you know, the band called it quits. We finished our remaining obligations for the year. That was all well and good. But, you know, Matt and I, we left that meeting and we said, you know, fuck this. Let's start a speed metal band. And we're sitting in a record store just browsing through records, kind of talking about the directions we want to go with stuff. And, you know, obviously we want to be faster. We want to be a little little tighter, less, less hard rock, heavy metal, and more just... Um, or aggression, quite frankly. Right. Some more melody, sure, but we just really wanted, you know, that that uh, that Leech Lord Chastain kind of edge. You know, it's a little darker, a little faster, still kind of grimy, but not definitely not thrashy. Right. It's it's a fine line to walk, you know. It, it is. Uh, there's almost like the closest thing I think I can actually say, other than the griminess with 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 the band, but like M- Motorhead, I think walks the line on it. Yeah. They do have their grit and their grime on things, but they also have their, you know, their speed and and their thrash on things when they're and, you know, they have that old rock and roll feel, you know. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's that it's that fine line of like where you're skirting a bunch of different things, but you're your own thing. Right. And just, you know, we we think that we had some ideas in the works already uh, that, you know, we had floated past our previous band and. They weren't really into, so we kind of already had a few things, you know, on the back burner. And then after after we had announced the course that Sostratum had split up, we were approached by Patrick Fry, um, actually at the Satan show. And uh, he and Damon and Johan had all been in a thrash band called Hexengeist that had also recently split up. And these guys, you know, they've been in a bunch of bands. They're very talented musicians. Um Anyone who's seen us live can attest to that, you know. And Matt and I talked, and funny enough, he and Johan, our drummer, had already been jamming together in Matthew's basement. So it kind of just, like, all came together by chance. Uh, and, of course, we, we had a conversation, like, do you guys really want to be in a band with each other? Like, Matt and I wanted to be in a band with each other, but, like, y'all's band just broke up. Do you, do you really want to be in another band right now with each other, you know? Right. 
And uh, we had a long conversation about our goals and what we wanted to do. And I said, look, guys, like, we sat down after we decided that this is what we wanted to do. And we sat down and I said, look, some strip had a lot of momentum, you know, on the outside, like, from, from outside looking in. Substratum had a lot of people were really interested in what we were going to do next. And I want to take advantage of that, you know? And I've been upfront about that ever since we started this band. It's like, I, t- I fully, unequivocally took advantage of the fact that Substratum had so much momentum and people were going to be interested in what I was up to and what Matt was up to, you know? And people were going to want to know what was going to happen next. So we recorded a demo that winter and released it in February of 2019. And uh, I sent the demo along to Bob from Legions of Metal, Bob Byrne. Yeah. And uh, we ended up playing Legions that year, several months after. And then uh, a live stream of that performance was, or a video or something, was provided to Oliver from Keep It True. And I received two simultaneous emails that same weekend. One from Oliver asking if we would be willing to come to Germany. And one from Chris Del Sur that had been forwarded to me through my ex-guitarist Max Nazarian, who's now the singer for uh, a band out of Seattle called Beretta. Okay. Um, killer rock and roll band. I mean, they're, they're something else. Uh, just real sleazy, like, straight rock and roll. Um, anyway, so that's... You know, forwards this email to me from Enrico of Cruz Del Sur saying that pre from Gates of Hell, which is like the little baby sister label to Cruz, um, uh, wants to sign Substratum. Well, you know, Substratum was no more, but hey, I have this demo that I just recorded for my new speed metal band that might be right up your alley. And so, you know, we we uh, talked about it and signed a contract with Gates that weekend. Hell yeah. So, you know, right out the gate, things were already moving pretty fast. And we ended up re-recording the demo songs and an EP later that same summer, or spring, rather, and then released it that summer and toured on it. We toured on five songs in August of 2019 and um, hit a few places. You know, we did, like, Detroit, Chicago. We, we did mostly, like, Midwest and, and uh, what else did we do? I'm trying to remember where all we went. I'd have to look at the dates again. But, uh, yeah, we did a little Midwest run, summer of 2019, and that kind of got us out on people's radar. And was that yeah. in support for Legion's... No, that was after Legions. Oh, so we okay. Played, okay. We played Legions in uh, uh, May of that year, and then we had dropped the EP uh, that weekend on CD, and then we did a vinyl press of the EP and toured on that in August of that same year. So we were, you know, gearing up to record the full length because Keep It True was going to be happening in 2020, and we had to hit the studio after touring, and... Uh, all of that happened the way that it happened. So, uh, pretty, pretty wild start, I would say. Oh, absolutely. So, you've got a couple of releases this year. You've got All Debts on Death, which uh-huh. is the two songs, and then you're part of the split Iron and Hell Volume 2. Yes. So, now, these are all, uh, are these all new songs, or are these songs that are both been, well, it looks like Megalomaniac was on both. Yeah, so Killer for Hire and Megalomaniac were the songs that we released on the 7-inch. Okay. And they were included on the split as a CD version. Um, Because we weren't planning to release those two songs as anything else. Okay. So um, if you end up picking up the split, 
You're going to find us alongside Bloodsport, which is a speed metal band out of Finland, and then uh, Serpent Rider, and who else is on there? Thunderson. Uh, Thunderson, yes. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's an eclectic mix of bands uh, put out on, you know, through Gates of Hell, which is our label. Uh, they did a, a previous split that was pretty successful. And I think they're going to continue to do volumes of blitz like that, CD version only, for the forthcoming future. See, and that's pretty cool, though. It's it it's funny because it looks like it's it's pretty much an EP release for Bloodsport because <laughs> they've got yeah. like six songs on there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's always great to, you know, because that's that's cool because it it is it's very much a a like the sampler discs of old, you know, getting those, getting a a 12 song sampler disc, but this is a more concise thing because you've got a couple of songs on there. They have six songs on there. Uh, Thunderson has a couple songs. Serpent Rider has a couple songs. So you get a a good mix of whatever from each band as opposed to, you know, as opposed to one song. Well, and and none of the bands on that split sound anything like each other. Right. Right. Um, which I think is also really important when you're putting together a compilation because if someone doesn't like something, then at least they'll hear something else on there that they might like. Very you know? much so. And it, it definitely widens your scope a little bit. And it, it gives people a better impression of, of what you're willing to sign as a label and also just what's out there currently in our in our ever-growing scene. You know? Definitely. So now this being in September, so we're already you know three-quarters of the way through the year. You all just recently this past week announced there's the the ginormous LA show. Oh yeah. <laughs> in November. Uh yes. which has everybody under the sun. It has you guys, it has uh Soul uh Soul Grinder, it has Bat, uh Wraith, uh-huh. Grave Ripper from, you know, oh, yeah. uh, representing Indiana here. Uh yeah. so many bands. So, are you all planning to do another tour, or are you all writing and recording up until that? What are you all doing next? We are currently in the stages of writing the next album. Um, So, as far as November goes, we're very likely just going to fly down um, for the weekend, play the fest, hang out, network, see our friends, you know. And fly back because after that, it's we got to hit the ground running. You know, if we're thinking about next year, we're still on schedule to play Keep It True in April, and then um, a couple of other things that haven't been announced yet later in the year. And so, you know, if we record now or as soon as you know, as close to the end of the year as we can, send tracks off by April for pressing. You know, that's so. Record by the end of the year, get everything mixed and mastered, send tracks off by April, May. Hopefully things are on track for a September, you know, September, October album release. Definitely. Um, I mean, the plants sound like they're still pretty backed up, so right. it's it's definitely not going to be coming out until fall. Um, you know, and I, I think that's another thing that people don't always consider is like, you know, we, we uh, went with a different studio when we recorded the 7-inch, and... We went with a different audio engineer and um, just trying to figure out what we wanted because the the debut really only stayed relevant because of how good those songs are. The production value is not what we wanted, looking okay. back on it now. Um, and I say that cautiously because I know that there are people who love that album, right? Right. Um, and it's carried us through, you know, the, it'll be 
it'll be three years since releasing that album very soon here and it's carried us through this entire time we've done multiple pressings and um the strength of those songs uh is is a testament to how well my bandmates can write and perform the actual audio recording is not something that we are currently happy with so finding someone who can capture the audio the way that we want and finding someone who can mix and master multiple formats in a way that truly represents what we sound like, you know, um, and then presenting that for vinyl pressing and so on and so forth in any kind of timeline that makes sense. <laughs> it is, it's difficult, you know, you start getting down to the, the nitty gritty of it all and it just takes time. And if you want to release quality material, you have to take time to do that. Oh, absolutely. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. And I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue. And I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com. BigCartel.com. So let's go ahead and break into some general profile questions, okay? These yeah. are these are all about you as a person. They could range any topic. They could be movie-related, music-related, life-related questions. Sure, sure. What do you got? <laughs> uh, first question. Would you choose a shorter life and be super rich or a longer life and somewhat poor? Oh, a longer life and somewhat poor. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I think that's... Definitely. I think doubt, that's I, uh, without saying. <laughs> yeah, no, without a doubt. I uh, I want to see that the fruits of my labors, you know, actually come to fruition. And if that, if that gets me anywhere, cool. That's great. But... If it doesn't, I know that I'm still doing something that I love, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically about music right now, you know, but in, in other areas of my life, I, everything I do is so that I can play music and write music and perform. And the longer I'm able to do that, the better. Definitely. I agree with that 100%. What actor or actress would play you in a documentary? Ooh. That's a good question. 
I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I know. <laughs> it's like I'm thinking of like people in Hollywood who could who yeah. who could play you. Wow. I mean, to to be quite honest, I I don't know. I I don't know. I also like I'm also really bad at keeping up on like current Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at that too. <laughs> you know, so like I'll like be scrolling through Netflix and I'm just like, who are these people? Right. You know? So, you know, maybe maybe there's maybe there's someone out there that's really kicking ass right now and 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 uh doing all kinds of cool things, but I I wouldn't know. I don't watch enough television. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't either. <laughs> But if anyone has any ideas, I'd love to hear it. Yes, please. Uh, if you have anybody who could play Amy in a documentary, let us know. Let me know. <laughs> For sure. That's awesome. <laughs> if you, <laughs> I pull these cards at random, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> if you were designing your own fragrance to represent you, what would you call it? Oh, God. <laughs> you know... Someone once gave me what I think was a compliment because I I wear leather like every day. Right. It's it's a lifestyle choice I made a long time ago, and I've stuck with it ever since I was a teenager. And I'm not saying that for cool points. It's just turned into what it is. And uh, I also happen to wear a lot of patchouli, which is something I don't always openly admit. Okay. (laughs) But. There is something about the smell of leather and patchouli and like cedar oil that when mixed together with my particular body odor, I know I'm getting really deep with this stuff right now. <laughs> someone leans in to give me a hug and they go, Amy, I used to I used to go by the nickname Junkyard, that's another long story. But they go, Junkyard, you smell like a leather store exploded in a train yard. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> and I just go, I don't know how to feel about that, but thank you. <laughs> Leather store train yard this fall. <laughs> yes. The, the, the Amy Lee Carlson. The, the Junkyard Express. <laughs> that's that's <Boy>. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's uh you know, I'm a huge fan of Masters of the Universe. Yes. And the original Stinkor character. Yeah. Was it the, his fragrance was patchouli and it caused a reaction with the plastic when they when they combined it into the into the molding. I believe it. And yeah, and that's where everybody was like, "Oh my god," because when yeah. when they did the the injection molding for it, uh-huh. it it heated up and caused the the smell to like completely change yeah no it, it did something to the uh i actually used to work in in custom plastics fabrication so when you try to scent something if the oil it, it has something to do with how everything stabilized mm-hmm. right and certain fragrances just are not heat stable <laughs> and so when it you, you'll totally change like the uh the cellular structure of what makes that fragrance right by heating it past a certain point and it becomes unrecognizable so <laughs> which is what happened that's to pretty him. hilarious <laughs> that's pretty hilarious if you were a boss of of many people would you want them to fear you or love you 
<laughs> oh, oh dear. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one too. I mean, I wish I could have a healthy dose of both. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I mean, in a in a perfect world, obviously, I would want people to love me and be devoted to whatever purpose we're setting out towards. Sure. Um, but I've often told people, say, for example, from the stage, when I'm commanding an audience, I uh, I want you to be absolutely terrified. I, I can want get you. That. <laughs> I want you to understand that this is the power of heavy metal coming for you. <laughs> Definitely. And, and that is one thing. And anybody out there who has not seen Solicitor live, I implore you to see them live at some point. You know, whenever you can, whenever they're playing a show near you, go see them. Because you do command the stage with great presence. And you are like, bam, right there. And you're on it. And it's super awesome to see. Hell yeah. See, that's that's the goal, man. It's like, I want everyone in that room, so let's, you know, let's translate it back to your question here. I want everyone to understand that that's all they're going to do for the next half hour, 45 minutes. They're going to watch us. They're going to listen to us. They have no choice. <laughs> for sure. And that, absolutely. It's, what is the, it's the, and almost famous, he, where, where, the guy says, I look around the room and I see the one person in there not getting off and I make them. <laughs> so I have one more question, but before we get into it, as always, links will be listed below. So please give a like, a share, and a follow. Uh, they're on Bandcamp, they're on YouTube, they're on Facebook and Instagram and anywhere. You know, like I said, links are listed below. Do you have any shout outs you would like to give to anybody before we go today? Ooh, you know, I know I mentioned his name earlier in this interview, but Frost in El Paso saved our asses on this tour. You know, if it wasn't for him driving us around and to literally every auto mechanic in El Paso, we wouldn't have been able to continue the tour. You know, we wouldn't have been able to continue the tour. We wouldn't have been able to continue and scoop up Soul Grinder when they had band troubles. Um... And if it wasn't for this tour, you know, we wouldn't have had the opportunities that we currently have to do all the things that we're planning for next year. So, big shout out to Frost, you know, for really, really laying it on the line and helping us out when we had no other option. Hell yeah. Uh, and I think everybody needs a guy like that who... who is just super selfless in, in the time, you know, for, for touring bands. Absolutely. My bandmates aren't here to join me in this interview, so I'm going to shout them out, too. Hell yeah. Because, you know, if it hadn't been for their perseverance and their willingness to continue, we might not even be a band right now. Oh, wow. You know? We might not even be having this conversation. And I hope that that's not lost on people when they see us next, because... I can't express to you fully just how incredibly difficult that tour was. You know, there were, including Soul Grinder and our merch guy, there were nine of us total. Nine people that we had to account for every single night. We had to make sure that everyone had enough to eat, had a place to sleep, had, you know, whatever they needed. 
anytime we stopped. And it wasn't perfect. We had a lot of blowouts. It was hard, you know. But they all believed in what we were doing. And they all believed that it was going to propel us forward and bring us new opportunities and, and new experiences. And uh, so, yeah, I really I really got to shout out my bandmates, you know. Hell yeah. Matthew and Patrick and Damon and Johan for hanging in there and pulling it off. Definitely. It's like, you know, everybody says, you know, family and all this and everything. But, like, when you're on the road for 35 days with somebody, you know, you everybody does things that get on each other's nerves. It's like, I think, you know, I heard a saying one time from a friend of mine saying, it's like, if you ever wanted to ruin a friendship, be roommates with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because everybody oh, yeah. has their quirks. and Exactly. And touring is the the exact same i think it's i think it's being a roommate with somebody to the thousandth you know like times a thousand because we're all gonna do things that get on each other's nerves whether it's the you know clacking your teeth when you eat or (laughs) or just breathing heavy because you know you're asthmatic or something and you just you don't take your medicine or whatever but people are always gonna do something it's like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) but like Absolutely, yeah. And anybody who can stick out for like that long of a time, definitely trooper. Oh yeah. I mean it was it was definitely probably the hardest test we've all undergone. And I'm just really proud of them for pulling through. Definitely. Hell yeah. Super rad times. So final question of the day. What is the most creative excuse to get out of something that you didn't want to do? <laughs> oh boy uh, you know unfortunately I don't say no to a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> alright <laughs> so I don't know if I'm, if I'm necessarily the best person to ask um, well okay so in, in this instance what is the most creative, creative excuse you've used to get out of doing a day job <laughs> A day job. Yeah, like going oh, to boy. work. <laughs> I mean, I've I've told people I've blamed things on my dog. You know, <laughs> I've blamed things on my cats. <laughs> I've blamed things on, you know, other people that may not have deserved to have been blamed on. <laughs> I, my uh, roommate came home drunk and they're, yeah, they're like stone know, cold sober. I've told I've told bosses I had someone in the hospital. I mean, anything and everything to get out of some shitty minimum wage bullshit. Right. Um, but you know, to be to be quite honest, I I stopped doing that a long time ago. Definitely. <laughs> and, and, and you know, I think some you know I'm the same way. When I was in my twenties, yeah, I'd call in, but like after I turned like twenty four, it's like. You have to cut my leg off before I call well, in. <laughs> it's like, well, ah. <laughs> well, I'm like, I I mostly work for myself now, so I don't really have any excuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's the biggest. You know, with me doing the show here, when I, I'm working for myself, it's like the biggest excuse is, "Fuck it, I don't want to work on Mondays." <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so I'm not going to edit on Mondays. <laughs> right. Definitely. Oh, love it. Amy, but this yeah. has been super rad. Hell yeah, man. 
Um, <laughs> on the way out, what song of solicitors do you want me to play? Ooh, I'm going to leave question. it. I'm going to leave it up to you for any of your all's releases. Usually, I say on the latest thing, but I want you to pick. You know, I'm really, really proud of our latest seven inch. And I think Killer for Hire is probably a pretty good track to play. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. It, I see the track length. It's like seven minutes, so it's epic. Mm -hmm. It's got a nice long intro, some tasty solos. Hell yeah. So, awesome, as you heard, this is from Solicitor. This is Killer for Hire.
Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro Wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's Gonna Get Weird is the name of the podcast. We're on season two, so you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's good. gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of The Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And 
you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>